You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. On today's show, we're going to dive into some more of Boston College's upcoming schedule. We're going to look at some of the opponents that they're playing, specifically the Missouri Tigers and Temple Owls, and we're going to also get into the news. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Boston College, thank you for listening. I hope you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you are watching this on YouTube, I want to welcome you as well. And if you're not watching it on YouTube, head on over to youtube.com and check out Locked on Boston College. You can find us on the web now if that's the kind of thing that you like. Um, it's an easy way to get the podcast. Just check, just go to YouTube, check out Locked on Boston College. I'll also put the link in the description of today's show. All right, let's jump into the news. First of all, it's kind of like a small detail, but Boston College uh, released their new helmets they're going to wear in 2021 uh, for Boston College football. And I think the big news about these helmets are they are a new shade of, of gold. I think they're a little darker than what we're used to, but they also have a – they got rid of the stripe. And I like that because the stripe just made to look to me like those like custom teams that you saw on uh, like EA Sports football, college football. They just didn't look real. Like I just didn't like this stripe. I just I just wished it would go away, um, and it did. So they're having just a, a real different kind of gold. It's not the same bright gold that you get with Notre Dame, but I still think it works with what they're doing. Uh, so we'll see how this whole new kit looks with the Adidas jerseys and the gold helmets when the BC kicks off on September 4th against Colgate. Also in the news, Steph Mitchell, a power forward who played with Boston College last year. He entered the transfer portal, then ended up in the NBA draft. He went undrafted, um, and he is going to spend his summer camp with the Denver Nuggets. So there's the summer league. He's going to be there. Now, if you're wondering, like, does that mean he's going to make the team? I don't think so. Uh, you you know it takes a lot to make it get a guy that's undrafted to get through camp and then make a squad. So you know maybe he'll end up in the G League or you know what happens a lot is this is a great time for him to get some film up that they can show to foreign scouts. So maybe a team in Greece, a team in Turkey, you know some of the the foreign leagues, Spain, where players from uh United States can go and compete. So we'll see where he goes um, and how his uh, season ends up. I think it's going to be an exciting time to watch. Um, and it's another Boston College player in the pros. The other player to watch is uh, the first day of the first day of free agency for the NBA. And Reggie Jackson has not found a team yet. Now, all the rumors I have seen have him signing again with the LA Clippers. I think they're happy with the way he played. I mean, obviously, he had a huge playoff series with the Clippers uh, this season. And with Kawhi Leonard down, he really kind of stepped up and was playing really well before they were eliminated. Uh, But he's still a free agent, so we'll have to see what happens with him. The other player, and I haven't really researched it, but I'm interested to see what happens with Jared Dudley. It seems seems like he's getting, obviously, he's near the end of his uh, career. Will he play again next year? I don't know if his contract still uh, has one more season left in it, but, you know, he was out all of last year. See what happens with him as well. A little women's basketball news. I know some of you out there always like to hear a little bit about the women's basketball team. The league's announced on 
Tuesday that the women's basketball team will be playing against Penn State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Now, the men's team did not make it because they were, you know, the bottom of the ACC, so they didn't get an invitation for this. But it'll be a chance for them to be on TV and a a good Big Ten opponent. So BC will get that opportunity as well. In terms of men's basketball, we talked about Steph Mitchell. Now moving forward, Perry Smith Jr., a forward from South Carolina, announced his top eight schools. And within that school, there were teams like Hofstra, Tulsa, Boston College made it, Alabama, and South Carolina kind of rounded off some of his bigger programs. Now, he's an interesting one you're going to want to watch. Now, Boston College makes lots of offers, but Perry Smith has a connection to BC that is worth keeping your eye on. He is the nephew of Earl Grant, the head coach for Boston College. That means, you know, he has a connection with the staff. He may want to come play for his uncle. Um, I know for when I talked to Perry, he said, you know, white when Earl got that job, the first player he caught contacted was his nephew. So maybe he has that connection, but it's worth watching to see where he ends up because he's got some good programs in there. Sorry, NC State and Alabama were on there too. So he's got some good ones. Will he stay with family and move up up north or will he go with more of a traditional power or teams that have been playing better like NC State or Alabama? We'll have to keep our eye on that. And finally, more realignment news. It just seems like it comes in and goes every day. So yesterday, there was more of that news about Clemson and Florida State talking to the SEC. Both presidents of both schools have already said that they have not been contacting the SEC or their commissioner about any moves. So that's what they've been saying. I have said it all along. The grant of rights that Boston, uh, that the ACC has with their member schools is going to be very cost prohibitive uh, to getting these schools out of their current deal. And the grant of rights, which they signed around the time of the ACC network, goes until 2035. If these schools were to leave, it would cost them, on paper, about half a billion dollars each. So... I, I see, hear these rumors and I hear all the teeth grinding and the, and the fretting about it. And I know there's lawyers out there and everything. I, they're in a contract right now. And I'm not sure how, like, if they're, they would do that or if they would move. Now, that being said, if Florida State and Clemson are heading out, and I don't think they are, it would behoove Boston College to be proactive about this and to start kind of sniffing around and talking to, I don't know, the Big Ten. Because as we've said before, it would be really nice to have a big northern block to fight the southern block um, in terms of college football. So we'll see where they go with that. Now, in a moment, we're going to chat about Temple, uh, the third team on Boston College's schedule in 2021. You're going to want to hear my thoughts about this team, a little preview of what they can do and how they match up against the Eagles. But before we do that, let's chat a little bit about Locked On ACC Show. Hosted by Candace Cooper, the Locked On ACC Show has her talking about all the big uh, events that are going on in the ACC, all the big topics you want to hear about. And she's co-hosted by some of the big uh, ACC podcasters on the Lockdown Network. Now, I co-host with Candice on Wednesday, so if you want to hear our show this week, you can check it out. It's wherever you get your podcast. Check out Lockdown ACC. I think you'll enjoy it. Now, let's also chat about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all their great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and content information. When you head on over today and use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's a win right there. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
So as we're talking about Locked On Boston College and our our march to opening kickoff against Colgate, what we've been doing is going over some of the opponent, opponents that Boston College is going to face as we head into summer camp. Now, yesterday's show, we previewed in one segment Colgate and UMass. I felt like only one segment, about six minutes combined, was enough for both of those schools. Now we're going to start to dive into some of the meatier schools, like the meat the schools that could actually cause some issues or or maybe, you know, don't match up as well with Boston College. And the third game on their season is a game against the Temple Owls, and that game will be held on September 18th. Now, Boston College played Temple in 2018, and it was a game that Temple actually played really well. They they hung in the game, they, they battled, and at one point, it looked like Steve Adazio was going to lose to Temple. But... Temple is a very different team right now. They're a team that's in very, uh, they're in a tough spot, and the, and they're they're hurting in a few different spots when you look at what they have. Now they're under head coach Rod Carey, who was the former head coach of Northern Illinois, uh, and last season the Owls went one and six with their only win coming against Southern Florida. They only averaged on the season nineteen points a game, giving up thirty seven. Now, you look at their offense, and the biggest question mark starts for Temple at the at the quarterback position. Anthony Russo, who you may remember as the quarterback that faced Boston College when they first played, he's gone. He, he headed off to Michigan State. They also lost another quarterback who also transferred, but they brought in Dewan Mathis, who's an intriguing quarterback who transferred to Temple out from Georgia. Now, I watched a few Georgia games last year. Um, specifically, I saw the game where they played um, – Florida and Dewan Mathis did not look very good. Um, he got, uh, you know, he just did not look like he had much of an arm. Uh, not great with decision making, but against he's playing Florida and that was his first game, so I don't think that was fair. You know, with with a team like Temple playing that kind of schedule, maybe he'll have more success. So we'll have to see where he goes there. Now, Temple has um, some talent. At the, at the receiving um, position. They have Jaden Blue, one of the best receivers in the AAC, and a good tight end, and David Robinson, Martin Robinson, who had 11 catches last year. So the offense, I think, is... You, the question mark is at the quarterback position. Their offensive line should be good. You know, for an AAC program, they should have a decent offensive line, should play better than they did last year. The defense is the biggest question mark, though. You know, Dewan Mathis at quarterback, he could definitely jump up, but the defense, it's not there. And they lost whatever talent they had. They lost it in the transfer portal. Now you know, as a Boston College fan, they took two. Boston College took two players from them: Chris Banks at defensive tackle and Isaiah Graham Mobley at linebacker. So they lost them, but they also lost players to t- uh, Penn State. They lost another uh, linebacker to Rutgers, and uh, gra- one graduated. So they've lost a lot, especially up front. That's going to be a big issue for them because they couldn't get off the field last year. They let up 38 points a game or 37.1 points a game. You know, when they when you look at how much teams were able to rush off of Temple, they, you know, they averaged 4.82 yards per game uh, play, 6.8, uh, 6.4 yards per play in general. And so th- this defense is very suspect. And so when you look at the grand scheme of things, you have a quarterback that's uh, maybe a little hit or miss, but a defense, and that's the big issue. That lines up perfectly for Boston College, right? When you're looking at the teams that Boston College is playing this year, you know, teams that have good offenses could be one thing, but teams that have bad defenses play right into BC's hand, you know, BC's playbook. Because 
you have all these weapons on the Eagles. You have Phil Dracovic, a possible NFL caliber quarterback, throwing to Zay Flowers, another NFL caliber uh, wide receiver. Who in Temple is going to stop that? Again, I, I it sounds like I'm being redundant, but th- these first couple games, that's what I keep going back to. And it's going to change. Believe me, I'll change where I'm at with some of these other teams because I'm not going to say the same thing about that. I look at a team like Temple that let up so many points, that lost so much talent on defense, and I just cannot see them stopping Boston College. So for me, again, this is a game I'm not going to give them 100% because one piece with this is Dewan Mathis can move. So he's a bit of a, a mobile quarterback. Um, but that kind of reminds me of the Georgia Tech game last year with George, Jeff Sims, right? Where you have like a quarterback that maybe is just not there yet, but can move and he'll make a play here or there, just won't be enough. So here's what I think will happen in this game. I think Boston College is going to win probably by like 20, 21 points. I think though, Temple will put some points up. I think Temple will probably put up eh, 20, 24 points against BC's defense and maybe start the game off by putting a scare into the Eagles. Um, I like I like some of the things they're doing. I think they're a year or two away from where they need to be though, uh, but we'll have to watch. So that is our little brief preview. And as obviously we have to see how they look on the field. We can't just say it right now. I'm just giving you the X's and O's um, where they're at. So I put BC's win percentage at like 95% for this one. Um, and again, I don't want to come like a honk. I don't want to sound like I am discrediting anyone uh, who BC plays. I just think these first three games Boston College plays uh, really favor the Eagles. And that, that'll that kind of wrap up the, the really easy games until we get to Syracuse later. Um, but now we're going to get to the probably one of the most interesting games on the schedule, and that is the game against the Missouri Tigers. Missouri, uh, we'll talk about in just a moment, because I think we're going to hear it about a team that Boston College matches up well against, but has a lot of talent that they could bring as well. But before we do that, let's talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Built Bar has 100% covered in chocolate, and it is delicious. You need to check them out. They have nine delicious flavors, including coconut, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, and salted caramel. My favorite is the grasshopper cookie right now. If you haven't checked it out, you can get it. Get it. If you can't, try coconut almond. Those are all my favorite. I mean, I really... I. Every time I have a Built Bar, I, I love trying out the different flavors. So if you find one that like, ooh, maybe I'll try that out, I'm sure you're going to like it. Built Bar has 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs for most of their flavors. And when you go over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. We are talking about Boston College's 2021 opponents and kind of giving you a really early preview. And as I said before, I am not an expert on these teams. I did some research on them, did a little bit of reading up on some of these teams to get a basic understanding of where they're at as a program, the teams are playing Boston College, and what they could be as for, in terms of challenges and where BC could kind of exploit what, what these teams can and can't do. Now... The first three teams that we talk, covered, we talked about UMass and Colgate yesterday, and we just reviewed Temple, were games that I said Boston College should easily win. And I stand by that. And I will go in on record. I've gone on many podcasts and said that I think those three games are going to be surefire wins. Now, you start to get interesting when you hit week four. And Boston College returns home after heading off to Philadelphia to play Temple to face off against Missouri, a game against the SEC. It, you know, BC hasn't played an SEC team in a regular season in years. They haven't played an SEC team since 2008 when they played Vanderbilt. And this is the Missouri, a, a program that I feel like could be 
uh, on the rise in the SEC, and a lot of people feel that way. Uh, they have Eli Drinkowitz as their new head coach. He went uh, five and five last year with the Tigers. Um, with some uh, interesting wins. They beat LSU. They beat uh, Kentucky. They also beat uh, South Carolina and Arkansas. But, you know, they lost to Alabama. They lost to Tennessee. lost to Georgia. And they lost to Mississippi State. But, you know, they're in the SEC. You're playing the big boys. You, you're able to go 5-5. Five and five. That's impressive. So, Missouri is a team that deserves to be there. Now, you look at their offense. We'll start with looking at their offense. Last year, they started a true freshman named Connor Basilic, and I apologize because I name wrong, who threw for 2,400 yards, seven interceptions, uh, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. So, you know, pretty typical freshman year. You know, he got some yardage, um, you know, was able to throw a few touchdowns, but not all overall the most impressive player, but, you know, he can go up, take a step up. He can be a good quarterback facing against the Eagles. Um, you know, he can... He's got some good wide receivers out there. Keke Chisholm is, you know, he's a big guy with 35 catches last year. And Toski Dove uh, looks good as well. The big issue on offense for uh, Missouri is not their quarterback like Temple was. It was just their inability to score points. They just could not score points last year. You know, they only averaged 19 points a game. Uh, Their offensive line was fine. They just couldn't get the ball in. And so in order to beat a team like Boston College, you're going to have to play better, especially when you have a defense that struggled like they did. Now, the defense, true enough, played against Alabama, Florida, and Georgia uh, last year, and they let up quite a bit of points. But they have a new defensive coordinator, uh, Steve Wilkes, who is an NFL veteran. You know, He could definitely turn around uh, this program, especially that they grabbed a pair of transfers in the secondary to hopefully, you know, uh, clear up their, that that issue that they had. So, the defense, they allowed 30-plus points a game. The offense, they averaged less than 20 points a game. Where does this matchup lead towards a Boston College? You know, Missouri's going to be road-tested, right? They've played teams. They play tough teams. They play Georgia. They, they're able to, and, and year in, year out, they're a kind of program that, you know, for the most part, can hang with some of these better teams. How will they do against Boston College? I, I like that their new transfer, they, they have new, those new transfers, especially in the secondary, should help. Caleb Evans is his name. He's a Tulsa transfer who chose Missouri over Notre Dame, Texas, Texas Tech, and Jackson State. So, you know, you get a good, you know, I think he was all Mac. You get a good guy like that to come in. That could help. And I think that's going to be a good matchup for Boston College. Now, a lot of the talk uh, heading into this game was that it's a 50-50 game. And I think that's pretty fair to say, uh, you know, they're not a bad team. They're not a team that Boston College is going to roll over. I do think, though, that Boston College will be favored in this. It's at Chestnut Hill. It's, uh, you know, at a good spot in this in this uh, season. It's the fourth game of the year against after they've kind of got a chance to tune up. Missouri, before this game, is going to have played a pretty light schedule themselves. They had played Southeast Missouri State the week before, Kentucky and Central Michigan. So they're not going to have like, you know, a, a Florida before that game or anything. So I don't think that's going to matter. But, you know, a team that struggles on defense again and a kind of mittering, kind of middle of the road offense, again, that strikes me as a team that Boston College can take out, right? A team that could shut down Boston College on defense or a team that could put up a lot of points against a suspect BC defense are the teams that worry me. And 
Missouri did, can't do that. At least they haven't shown that. They could definitely uh, start that next season, but we haven't seen it yet. So at this point, when I look at the previews, when I look at where the two teams are at, I'm going to give Boston College like a 65% chance of winning this game. I really do think the Eagles are in good shape playing against Missouri. And um, I, I know some of you are going to still say that I'm a homer and that I'm not being fair to these teams, but I just think I look at this game and I look at – um, where Boston College is at and where Missouri is at, I just think BC is a better school. I think they're a better program right now uh, in better shape to, to win this game. That's where the games have played, though, so we'll have to find out when we talk about that uh, as we get closer to the game. Now, this will be, I promise, my last day of talking about games that I think Boston College is going to smoke everyone. Because on tomorrow's show, we're going to talk about Clemson. And we're also going to talk about NC State. Two of the top teams in the ACC Atlantic. You're going to want to hear my thoughts about whether BC, I think BC could beat either of these programs and where the Eagles kind of match up against Clemson and how they look heading into a rematch in Death Valley. Now, if you like our podcast, please head on over to Apple iTunes and give us a five-star review. It helps other people find us. And if you have BC friends that are into Boston College sports, share this with them. Get them ready for this upcoming season by listening to Locked On Boston College because we're going to continue to dive into all those topics that are interesting and important as we march towards the, uh, the start of the season. My name's AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. You can head on over to bcbulletin.com and check out all my work there. You can find our work on Twitter at LockedOnBC or at BulletinBC. You can find my personal Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. And uh, if you like all our work, I hope you check out more and uh, become a, a, a premium member as well. Uh, I've talked about that at length. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.